Welcome to Success in Medicine. I'm Dr. Samir Desai. In every practice or specialty, a handful of complaints account for the majority of patient visits or encounters. For example, in a primary care clinic, it's not unusual for a family medicine physician or internist to see multiple patients with cough on any given day. Although the chief complaint or presenting symptom may be the same, doctors know that no two patients with the same symptoms will have the same story. Every patient has their own story, and it's up to the doctor to allow the patient to tell his or her story. If we allow the patient to tell their story, what can we learn? We can learn about how the patient got sick. We can determine why the patient has decided to seek medical attention now. We can understand how the illness is impacting the patient's life, not just physically, but also emotionally. What is the patient's fears? What is the patient's concerns? And what are they most worried about? That's what the patient's story can tell us. But as physicians, how well do we do this? That is, get the story. As it turns out, not as well as we can or should. A famous study by Beckman and Frankel found that doctors frequently interrupted patients from completing just their opening statements. Interruptions occurred after a mean time of just 18 seconds. Think about that, 18 seconds. Less than a fourth of patients were actually able to complete their statement. When we fail to get the patient's story, we don't understand the full impact that the patient's illness has on every aspect of their life. An illness can create consequences in multiple realms of a patient's life, including the social, emotional, financial, and professional spheres. It can be difficult to meet the patient's needs if we don't understand their story. In 1927, Dr. Francis Peabody published his now famous essay, The Care of the Patient. In this essay, he reminds us that our patients are not cases. They are individuals. He wrote, and I quote, when a patient enters a hospital, one of the first things that commonly happens to him is that he loses his personal identity. He is generally referred to not as Henry Jones, but as that case of mitral stenosis in the second bed on the left. The disease is treated, but Henry Jones, lying awake nights while he worries about his wife and children, represents a problem that is much more complex than the pathologic physiology of mitral stenosis. In this podcast, our focus is on the patient and our responsibility to understand the patient as a person. You'll hear a very powerful story from a patient whose life changed dramatically and unexpectedly. As she tells us her story, you'll hear about her interactions with doctors from the perspective of a patient. It's a compelling story that serves as a reminder that we are here to make each and every individual patient better. I want to start by talking a little bit about your life in Mumbai. I, I know that you led a very, very active lifestyle uh, doing such things as, as yoga and swimming and walking, but your life changed rather unexpectedly in June of 2015. Can you tell us what happened? 
well i had come down to the kitchen to do some work in the middle of the night and that is when i slipped and i fell on the kitchen floor and i fell very hard at that point i realized that i must have a fracture of my ankle i tried to call people who were sleeping upstairs my family i mean but they were unable to hear me and so i lay on the floor for 2 hours before my son in law found me and then that is when the action started happening i was uh, shifted to a hospital where they put my foot on the x-ray slide and that was the worst ever pain i have ever experienced then the surgeon recommended a surgery and he said that he would put a plate and a screw and he assured me that it would be of the best quality that was titanium which does not rust and that is a problem which is in many surgeries in india that the plates rust and he reassured that me that this would not happen and so i underwent the surgery and after staying in the hospital for about 5 to 6 days when i came home i was not very comfortable there was some itching and scratching under the plaster when i told him about it he said it was usual in such types of procedures but then after 2 3 weeks i said enough is enough and we went to the hospital again he removed the plaster and he found that there was an infection so he decided that we should go for a scan the scan revealed that there was an infection and that the plate had become loose so then the doctor recommended that there should be another surgery he did another surgery and he redid the plates and the screws the way he wanted to which he felt was the right way so now to this point you've been told you had an ankle fracture you had surgery for the fracture unfortunately the uh surgery was complicated by an infection and now you've had a second surgery so what happened after that after the second surgery i was still uncomfortable then my brother who is a doctor decided that we should go for a culture test and the culture test revealed that the pseudomonas bacteria was there in a large area in large quantities now we had never known about this pseudomonas bacteria that it existed also and when he told us about it he said that we would have to go to the another hospital to get it treated now i was under the impression that it would be for a period of 5 days and they would give me antibiotics through the iv but when i went there the doctor told me that i would have to stay there for about one and a half months at least to get rid of the bacteria and that was the most shocking part ever because this had happened through no fault of mine i want to talk to you about the second day of your hospitalization because something very significant happened to you on that day Yes a most shocking incident happened this doctor this surgeon came with a team of young junior doctors and nurses and indicated to them that my ankle needs to be amputated now this was without any counseling i was not told about it before neither of my family members were aware of it and he was just pointing out to them and telling them that it needs to be amputated i was traumatized by the whole episode and after that we complained to the director of the hospital and he made sure that this incident would never take place and he assured me that 
they would try to save the foot and never go for amputation. I want to also give listeners some some idea of all that you went through during this very, very long hospitalization. Yeah, I was in the hospital for one and a half months. And during that time, every day, there was a lot of antibiotics given to me through IV. Finally, what happened was both my arms, there was they couldn't find the veins. So we had to go for a central line. That means a tube was put through my neck. And that was also very painful and very traumatic for me because I had never undergone such a procedure before. Then every day, doctors would come and take the blood and culture and lots of things happened. I was given electric shocks to find out whether I had a diabetic foot. And I went through seven painful procedures with spinal anesthesia during my stay there. Finally, I was ready to go home at the time of a festival. Diwali is the festival in India, which is very important to all of us. And I finally came home for Diwali. But still, I was housebound. Rather, I was in the bed all the time because I could not move with my fractured foot. So then I graduated to a walker and after the walker I got hold of a wheelchair. In May 2016 I underwent physiotherapy. After undergoing it for one and a half months then I graduated to a walking stick and that was when I felt a little better that I had a lot of mobility flexibility to go to places which I could not do before. So after you were discharged from the hospital for this period of eight months or so, you're working very, very hard to regain your strength and improve your mobility. And I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, how you were feeling emotionally because people consider you to be a very positive person. After the whole traumatic incident and my stay in the hospital, I came back, but I was emotionally drained. I used to be a very positive person, but this had a very big impact on my life and I became very negative. And But luckily for me, my family was very supportive. My husband and my daughters, my sons-in-law and my granddaughter, they brought me back to life. They got me out of the depression that I was sinking into and luckily I was able to move on. So eight months after your hospital discharge, during this time you're, you're regaining your strength, you've decided now in your mind that it's time to see the surgeon again. So what was the reason that you decided to see the surgeon and what happened? I was walking with the stick and I thought I was making progress. So I decided to see the surgeon to see how I could move forward in life. So I went to this orthopedic surgeon and what he told me shocked not only me but my whole family. He said that amputation is the only way to go forward. And he gave me instances of athletes who had gone amputation and going for Olympics like Pistorius of South Africa. He said he's a blade runner and you can do this and the quality of life will improve if only if you go for amputation. That was to say most shocking to me. After that, I came home and discussed it with my family members and all of us decided that amputation was not the way for me. By this time, I found out that I could walk by myself without the stick 
one fine day i realized i'd come down the stairs without the aid of the stick and that was a small victory for me now i found out that i could walk more freely and for longer periods of time and i decided that the trip which was cancelled 2 years back would happen and today i am in the us and sitting here talking to you thank you so much for sharing with us your story and i'm so glad to hear that you're doing better and that you were able to make this trip that you had been dreaming about for several years i do want to ask you though if you could talk to us about some of these interactions you had with physicians because i know that several of these interactions were very very distressing to you yes they were very distressing i feel the doctors should take time with the patient and evaluate each case differently because i thought i was making progress and that is what they should have kept in mind before telling me about amputation i want to thank you for sharing all that you went through with us for those of you who are physicians and those of us who will soon be physicians this account of a patient's ordeal after suffering an ankle fracture is rife full of important lessons for a moment pretend you are her can you imagine what it was like for her to be in that hospital room where she was told that she would have to stay one and a half months for treatment of an infection think about how distressing that would be and if that wasn't enough that on day number 2 of the hospitalization having a team of physicians and perhaps students enter the room with a lead physician saying this is where we can cut the leg and that this was said with no previous mention of amputation being a possibility of course we know that from her account an amputation wasn't done with time and considerable effort we know that she was able to make progress so much progress that she was walking on her own and we know that with that progress she was feeling much more positive about her condition now imagine that having made so much progress what she was thinking when she went back to see the surgeon in her mind she was wondering what else she could do to get closer to her goals which were walking longer distances and perhaps even getting into a swimming pool again think about how devastating it must have been for her to hear that she should again have an amputation did that physician take the time to listen to her story if he had he would have learned the progress that she had made her hopes for her future and what she was seeking from that appointment then he may not have been so quick with recommending amputation don't get me wrong i'm not saying amputation shouldn't have been discussed but we should consider how that option should have been introduced based on everything she had gone through for me it's a reminder that what we say and how we say it can have a profound effect on a patient and thank you for joining me today on the success in medicine podcast until next time I'm Dr. Samir Desai.